Hello and welcome to episode number 93 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn, and this is a show where we rip open a wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand a card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that comes with ripping open wax packs. Also, we'll have a weekly segment called Kurt Facts, where my brother Curtis researches some players from the previous episode, and I pass those interesting facts on to y'all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and most podcast platforms. New episodes drop every Thursday, and our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charities, so contact us, um, and we'd be happy to help you give to families of veterans and veterans in any way that you can and we thank everybody for their support and uh, also we uh, ask you to check out cvs tend to check out um, it's a music podcast and um, share it's it is sharing the joy of music and hoping to help listeners discover unfamiliar bands or songs they might want to look further into so check that one out it comes out once a month that's another podcast that is brought to you by curtis and me um, today we will be discussing 1990 tops traded and, uh, but before that back again, I know he missed last week, but he's back and better than ever with, uh, Kurt Fax is Curtis and we appreciate, uh, him, uh, doing the research and we're glad he's back with the show and I know everybody's excited. We have commenters, um, saying that, um, they missed the Kurt Fax segment. They really look forward to that part. So, um, Kurt awesome that you're back. So let's get right into Kurt Facts. Um, last week's episode 92 was 1993 Pinnacle and Curtis says Gaylord Perry is the special throwback player for, chosen for this week's Kurt Facts. He was picked as a tribute since he passed away this past week. Um, he pitched 22 seasons for eight different teams from 1962 to 1983 and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1991. Perry was notorious for doctoring baseballs, but wasn't actually ejected from a game for doing uh, doing that until his second to last year of pitching. He felt like he got into the hitters' heads if he could get them to thinking he was putting foreign substances on the ball, even if he really wasn't. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's because of Perry that the puff ball was banned. This was where he would load up with some uh, so much rosin on his hand that a white puff of smoke would come off the ball as he threw it. A cool thing I learned was that Perry turned down a dozen or more basketball scholarships to pursue baseball. His high school basketball team had a record of 94-4 and during Perry's time, with Perry averaging 30 points and 20 rebounds per game during his high school basketball career. What? Unbelievable. I remember stories my dad would tell me about him. We played for our Cleveland Indians, but he was also... Um, the last pitcher that he was also the last pitcher to uh, win the Cy Young Award in 1972, until CC Sabathia did it in 2007 for the Indians. That year he went 24 and 16 with a 1.92 ERA and one save for the Indians. They must have not been a very good team for a pitcher to have 16 losses with a 1.92 ERA. Yeah, no kidding. Perry was also Cleveland's last. 20-game uh, winner. He won 21 games in 1974 until Cliff Lee won 20 in 2008. I have fond memories of my dad talking about Perry and how he carried bad Cleveland teams for four years. He was a five-time All-Star who won Cy Young Awards in 1972 and 73, eight 
and uh, led his league in wins three times and pitched a no-hitter in 1968. He finished his career with a 314 and 265 win-loss record. The 314 wins are 17th all-time, a 3.11 ERA, and 3,534 strikeouts, which is 8th all-time. Wow, what a career. Didn't realize that about him, all that stuff. Thanks, Kurt. Ken Caminiti was pulled and was a switch-hitting third baseman who played 15 Major League seasons, and most notably for the Houston Astros and San Diego Padres. He was part of a tough Astros team that included Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, Steve Finley, and Luis Gonzalez. He compiled very solid career stats of a 272 average, 239 homers, and 983 RBIs. He also was a three-time All-Star who won three gold gloves and won the NL MVP in 1996 with the Padres. That 1996 season was his best batting um, when he had a 326 average with 40 homers and 130 RBIs while also winning the gold glove. The 130 RBIs is still the Padres' single season record. He was the first player to have three games with a home run from each side of the plate. And what's more amazing to me is that he did that over a single four-game span. Wow. Sadly, after years of alcohol and drug abuse that started in his middle school years, he died of drug overdose in 2004 at the age of 41. Wow. What an sad ending. <laughs> what a great career in baseball. What a sad ending there. Um, Travis Fryman was pulled, and he's also, uh, or he's a former third baseman who played 12 seasons with the Tigers and Indians. I chose to research him because he was one of my favorite Cleveland players in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's what I thought, Kurt. And I always uh, thought it was a shame that his body just broke down on him too early in his career. He had a very respectable career. Um, he had very respectable career stats of 274 average, 223 homers, which is 298th all time, and 1,022 RBIs, which is 272nd all time. But his career was cut very short by chronic and debilitating knee injuries. In 1998, for the Indians, he hit 287 of 28 homers, 96 RBIs as their third baseman, leading them to the AL Central crown. But 2000 was his best year with the Indians as he hit 321 with a 908 OPS. 184 hits, 38 doubles, 22 homers, and 106 RBIs, while also winning a gold glove by committing only eight errors all year with a 60-game errorless streak during that year. I loved watching him play as he was also known as one of the most humble and good sports in the sport. The infield for that 2000 Cleveland team consisted of Fryman at third, Omar Vizquel at shortstop, Roberto Alomar at second, and Jim Tomey at first, and Sandy Alomar at catcher, with an outfield of David Justice, Kenny Lofton, Manny Ramirez. It was a fun time to watch Tribe Baseball. Wow, that's a great lineup. I remember those days. And lastly, Mark Gubazo was pulled and is a former right-handed pitcher who played 14 seasons with the Royals and Angels. It's correct that Aaron commented that he's a color commentator for the uh, Angels. Um, I thought so. A two-time All-Star who won the World Series with the 1985 Royals. He compiled a 132 and 136 win-loss record and a 3.96 ERA, 1,367 strikeouts. So that's our Kurt Facts for the week. Thanks again, Kurt. Really appreciate you again. Um, can't wait to see you during uh, the Christmas break here, whenever I get off from school, flying up there to see Kurt and the fam. Um, all right, 1990 Tops Traded. Pretty cool. Um, 1990 Tops Traded um, was released in 1990 for the first time. And this is pretty cool. For the first time, Tops Traded was distributed in both factory set and pack forms. So what that means is that's why I put in wax pack form for the uh, title to this podcast. Um, so like from 19, I think in 82. I mean, it, it was before that, but I'm thinking when they came in the little boxes, 
I think 82 started the tops traded in the box. I don't know. 81 has one. 1981 has a tops traded set up until this time, until 1990. Um, if I'm wrong, somebody uh, correct me. But they had a little box that the, that they came in and factory set these 132 cards after the regular top set came out. They they look like the same type of card, but the backs look a little bit different. Um, with a 31T like for the number for I'm looking at a card here, Cecil Fielder in the set. It's 31T. The T's for traded, but this they always just had that in a, a, a little box you buy. Um, um, except back whenever there were traded cards in like the 70s, I think. Um, again, I could be wrong about that, but I'm almost positive. And uh, they just came only that way in that box, a little box after the set because then people were traded. Maybe some new rookies came in. Like the 1982 Tops traded um, has Cal Ripken's actual rookie card because he was in the 1982 Tops traded set. Um, it's not... I mean, he has an 82 Tops card, 82 Fleer and Donners, but the Tops traded one, for some reason, is worth way more if you get the Tops traded one. Sometimes you'll get a, um, like maybe have a 1988 rookie um, card in the base set, but they'll have an 87 um, Tops. Like, um, I'm trying to think of somebody who would be like that. Maybe Greg Maddox. He might have been like that. 87 Tops traded is his one that's worth the most, his card that's worth the most. Um, but that's his, that's his actual rookie card. Um, you can still call the other base cards rookie cards, but sometimes there's one that was right after the season. It was kind of their first card before the next year, whatever they played a full season or something like that. But this was the first time that they actually had packs of tops traded. Cause I was looking at this and I'm like a tops traded pack. That's crazy. Um, so they didn't, they only had the factory sets before a little box of 132 cards. This was the first year that Topps Traded was distributed in both factory set and pack forms. Um, unlike the factory set cards, which were printed on white cardstock by Topps' um, plant in Ireland, which is really cool that I learned that. <laughs> they had a plant in Ireland. Don't know if they still do. Um, the wax pack cards were produced domestically and printed on gray stock. Both versions are valued equally. Um, so there are no notable rookie cards in this. I was looking through it. There really aren't. Um, Topps also produced a high-end Tiffany edition. And those are worth more because there are only approximately 15,000 factory sets of those. A lot of times when you get Tiffany cards anytime, they're going to be worth more because they weren't, there weren't as many made. Um, the distribution of 1990 Tops traded was factory sets. Um, and then the wax packs were 36 packs per box, 7 cards per pack. So these only have 7 cards in them. And I'm thinking if you bought a 36-pack box and there are only 30, 132 cards in the set. Let me look real quick. Yeah. 132 cards, you could make a set pretty easily, I was thinking. But this year, there weren't a lot of um, rookie cards. Actually, Kurt just talked about Travis Ryman, I believe, in Kurt Facts. And I, I do see his rookie card in here, so maybe we'll find a Travis Ryman. I guess what they're saying, there's nothing notable that is worth much in here. Um, but there are some, if you just love cards and like to look up different rookie cards, there's a John Olerud rookie card, which is, he was a really good player, but they're not worth much. So there are some decent cards in there and some Hall of Famers, so... We'll look for those. And some of them got traded. Some of them, yeah, you're on new teams or they're rookies uh, that came out after the regular set of cards, the base set of 1990. Um, let's see, what else? I think that's about it for the description of 1990 tops traded. Um, errors or anything. It says, yeah, in pack form and factory set both this year. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. I forgot that they, they only came in those um, uh, factory 
little box sets because I had a lot of those. I had most of those. I've like sold them over the years, but um, these are actually in pack form, so it's pretty cool. So um, we're going to go ahead and go over to YouTube and we'll open up the uh, Topps Traded 1990 pack. And we do have another pack. We have a, a 2021 Topps Heritage pack. I have a bunch of those, so I was going to open that just because the 1990 Topps Traded pack only has seven cards. So um, we'll go over to YouTube and we'll open up those two packs. All right, if you're watching on YouTube, here's our 1990 Topps Traded uh, pack, wax pack. And they're green for the most part with uh, tops traded in yellow. Seven picture cards. It says featuring promising rookies, players who change teams, and new managers. So there you go. It tells you a little bit about it. 1990 Tops Company, Durea, Pennsylvania. Printed in the USA. So not distributed in Ireland this year. Here we go. We'll open that up. It has a nice seal on it. So these aren't uh, uh, tampered with in any way. All right. And before we go through the players, cards from this uh, episode, um, most of the cards probably, unless I deem one that uh, I would want to keep. Um, Dave Dotty, episode 1993. Dave, thanks for your support and liking and subscribing or however you support us. Appreciate that, Dave. You'll get the, some of these cards and you'll get some free wax packs. All right. Thanks for supporting the show. Franklin Stubbs. So they look just like the 1990 Tops cards. Um different colored borders um kind of doesn't have really a reason there one way or the other different color color borders has the name of the team on the top of the card a picture and the bottom has their uh, name and these have no um position looks like huh and then the back looks just like the 1990 um tops design except for it says 120t the number with the t for traded and uh, has all of their stats on the back and a little monthly scoreboard down at the bottom that tells a little bit about um, what they did in certain months and a little bit of, a little blurb about them some information his his says his first five rbi major league game was 421.87 that's a little about a little bit about franklin Stubbs. and the back is uh kind of a yellowish color with um a little bit of dark brown all right Next, we have John Marzano, Steve Avery. So this is one I'm thinking. Um, he's on the Braves, and I know he has a rookie card in 19... I'm thinking he has a 1989 rookie card, so I don't know why. I could be wrong. This could be his rookie card. I might be thinking of, might be thinking of Tom Glavin or somebody like that because they had so many good pitchers in. So that's a, I'm pretty sure that's a rookie card. Um, but he, he might also have one in the 1990 top set. But this is a, it's definitely one of his rookie cards in the traded set. Steve Avery. Wayne Edwards. Never heard of him. John Franco. See, now this one shows him on the Mets. And he had been on the Reds all those years. So now he's on the Mets. So he's traded to the Mets. So that's why he's in the set. Dave Winfield's another one. He'd been on the Yankees for years. Now he's on the Yan Angels. So that's why it's traded. Here's a Carlos Baerga rookie card. Now, he was a really good player. Not worth much. but um, So when they say there's no notable rookies, I, I'm, I'm thinking he was a really good player. So not notable to, to the people that wrote that um, on Baseball Cardpedia, I guess. But to me, Carlos was a really good player. That'd be a good one. I don't know if Kurt's done a bit on him, but he's really good. He might have done a bit on him already. Not sure. 
All right, that was the uh, 1990 Topps Traded Pack, and here's um, our 2021 Topps Heritage Pack. I just love to open and give you a little bit more to look at, and we might get something awesome in here. Let's open these up, and these are um, Heritage Packs that um, they show or have cards that look like the 1972 Topps set. So um, if you know what that looks like, got a little white border with... Um, you just have to kind of look on YouTube if you want to see these. Uh, this one has a has yellow around it, and then um, Yankees or the the team on the top, and it looks really cool in block lettering, and then their name on the bottom, in the back looks like the same color as the 1972 top set. It's kind of a pinkish red and and black and gray. So that's Luis Severino, and then they have these same in action photos that they had back in 1972. Nate Pearson in action. And the back of it made up, they had, this was cool too, I remember making this set, 1972 set, and they had, on the back of a lot of the cards, it would have a, a different pieces, almost like a puzzle to the picture. I can't remember who was on that one, or if there were more than one, but this one is Mike Trout's face, so obviously it's gonna be Mike Trout, here's part of it. And different cards make up that puzzle, pretty cool. Austin Meadows, Korea hits game five walk-off, 2020 AL postseason. Javier Baez in action. Thero Estrada. Luis Robert in action. Uh, 2021 rookie star Cardinals, Cody Whitley and Roel Ramirez. Neat card, don't know those guys, but... Um, Hope they do well. Jackie Robinson Award. Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, picture. Fergie Jenkins and Hugh Darvish. Then and now. So I'm kind of comparing those two. Fergie Jenkins from then and Hugh Darvish now. Mike Soroka. Nathan Ivaldi. Abraham Toro. Nolan Arenado. Antonio Senzatella, Freddie Galvis, 2020 World Series Game 5, uh, picture of, in action picture of Clayton Kershaw, Ty Buttry, Jason Kipnis, and Brandon Crawford. Good player there. All right, so there's our two packs, 1990 Tops Traded and 2021 Tops Heritage. Appreciate you tuning in on YouTube. We're going to go back and finish up the podcast. All right, thanks for tuning in. And uh, remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast we rip open the pack from the podcast. Remember to check out our other podcasts. CVs tend to check out a music podcast, which is out now. It comes out each month. We're always looking to, to promote uh, veterans charities. So contact us to learn more about donating to veterans and their families. And all thanks always to Curtis um, for researching for Kurt Facts and um, just his all around mayhu of uh, baseball knowledge. And thank you, everyone, for your support. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs Podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.